Um, we need to close some unused tabs. So we'll just close those. Close all of them. Hopefully that helps. How's everybody doing? Oh, I haven't even started. That's great. <laughs> At least not on Facebook I haven't started. Hopefully my video, it seems like it's lagging a little bit on Facebook, but hopefully that'll catch up and we'll just, we're just going to go from, from there. So, um, how's everybody doing today? I hope you guys are doing so, so well. Um, I hope you've recovered from, I hope, I hope you've recovered from Thanksgiving. I know it took me a little bit, uh, a little bit to do, but I feel like I'm finally recovered, kind of back in the groove. The kids are um, back in school, all of those things. Um, oh, it says something's going on with my internet. I can't really check that right now. So I'm just dismiss it. So um, hopefully this isn't too choppy. But for you guys out, out there in Facebook land, hopefully it's not too choppy. If it is, just let me know. Uh, and we can, I can fix it. So I promise I'm going to start looking in the, um, I can't see who's watching anyways. Sorry. I promise I'm going to start looking in the, <laughs> in the camera. So hello, uh, hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday and welcome to Tuesday teachings with Gretchen. So I'm so excited to start this. I've spent so I've been a life coach for a little over a year, right around a year. And really for that first, I would say, 11 months, <laughs> all I could think about was like, I have to get clients. I have to get clients. I have to get clients, right? And it was like coming from a very desperate and needy place. Um, and it was coming from a place of, well, if like the thought is, if I get clients, then that means I am a life coach, Right. Uh, and I've recently learned that that's not true, right? I'm a life coach with or without clients. And I really want to share my knowledge with you guys because I just, that's where I'm at. I just want to add value to other people's lives. I want to share what I know because it's just, it's been so helpful in my life. It's really transformed my life. It's transformed me. Well, I've transformed because of the work that I've done. Um, and so every Tuesday, we're going to have a Tuesday teachings with Gretchen. And today we're going to be talking about connection. So as some of you know, some of you may not know, I teach at a local university here. I teach a stress management class. And I tell my students all the time, the best way to manage your stress is to learn how to manage your mind. And that's exactly what I do with my clients. I teach my clients how to manage their minds. Uh, because if we can do that, then we can do anything, which is amazing. And so this week, we're learning in that class, we're learning about community, connection, sorry, connection, community, and communication. So um, I figured, why not just teach what I'm teaching there? Because it's gold, and we're going to be focusing a lot on Brene Brown's teaching about connection, because I feel like she's the number one guru when it comes to connection and shame and vulnerability. Um, and what I've found in my healing journey uh, and what I 
help my clients do is to learn how to connect, like how to reconnect with themselves so that they can heal from traumas that they've had with trying to lose weight. And so if we can, one, learn how to manage our mind, but two, also learn how to reconnect with our, like our bodies, ourselves in the, in that process, we're going to be unstoppable. So that's why I'm sharing this with you today. So let's get started. Of course, somebody's calling me. I'm just going to hang on up. Um, so let's get started. Okay. So again, oh, and I'll put this in the link, but, um, this, a lot of this information I, I've gotten from Brene Brown's Ted talk, uh, the power of vulnerability. So I will attach that link in the notes and, um, or in the comments. So you guys can go and watch that too. Cause it's just really that, that TED talk was really the beginning of like this whole journey for me. And that was 2015, I think 2016. Um, but anyways, let's get started. Okay. Um, so let's talk about what connection, what connection is. Okay. So this is from Brene Brown and she says connection is why we're here. We're hardwired for connection. Um, and we're hardwired we're hardwired to connect with others, right? It's what gives us purpose and meaning to our lives. And without it, there's suffering. So I want to point out here really quick that we're, we're tribe people, right? We like to be in tribes. We like to travel in packs. If you can recall, like back in the day when we're hunters and gatherers, right? If we weren't a part of a tribe, we were most likely dead. Um, and it's interesting because our brains like to, because we're hardwired for connection, oftentimes what happens is we give up who we are in order to be a part of that troop, right? A part of that tribe. And I know that's something that I've done, that I've experienced, something that I'm healing from. I'm a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> uh, and so I just want you guys to keep that in mind. Your brain's going to tell you, like your brain's going to, your so your toddler brain that lower brain, right? That primitive brain that is wired for connection. That's wired to keep you going. That's what's going to tell you do this to be a part of this tribe. Like go smoke those cigarettes to be a part of that tribe, right? Whatever it is. Go eat all that cake to be a part of the tribe, right? Um, stay a plate so you can be a part of the tribe. So your brain's going to tell you all of these things. Um, so just getting that out there. Okay. So let's define what connection is. Okay. Again, this is from Brene Brown and she says connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen. Oh no. Well, I'm just going to keep going. Um, when they feel seen, sorry, heard and valued when we can give and receive without judgment and when we derive a sustenance and strength from the relationship. So I'm going to focus on you guys because I don't know what happened to Facebook. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, so that's her definition. And some things I love out of that definition are it's the energy that exists between people, right? And I would add it's the energy that exists within us if we're trying to connect with ourselves. Um, 
when we feel seen, heard, and valued, right? Like those are really the three things that people want in life. They want to be seen, they want to be heard, and they want to feel valued, right? And when we don't get those things, our brain goes and tells us to do all kinds of crazy stuff, <laughs> like I just talked about. So, um, and then the second part I really like is, and when we derive sustenance and strength from the relationship, like how beautiful is that? Like that, what that tells me is that we need relationships to survive because what is sustenance, right? It's, it's nutrition. It's, it's what keeps us alive. And so we need those relationships to be alive. But most often, and what's most likely happening for you, is you're in relationships out of a need of survival, but it's killing you. And um, I want to help you not do that anymore. So, okay, let's keep going. So let's talk about what gets in the way of connection. And this is something I don't like talking about, but I really like talking about as well. Um, but what gets in the way is shame. Uh, why, why, why? Why does shame get in the way? There's so many reasons. So let's define what shame is. So shame is fear of disconnection, right? It's the idea that is there something about me that if somebody else knew, uh, that would keep me from being connected. So some examples in my life um, are, um, about to get vulnerable, are some of the things I've been really shameful about are some of the decisions I've made in my past. Um, some of the decisions about different people I've been with or... Um, even the fact that like I could I can hurt people. Well, I can't hurt people, but I do things out of selfishness, and I don't think about other people. I'll say that um, I I'm not in that moment. I'm not caring about what those things are. And a lot of times it was cheating on on boyfriends, right? Um, I don't think I've ever, besides my husband, I don't think I've ever had a boyfriend where I didn't cheat, and that is hard to admit for me. Um, because what, if I do admit that, then that means there's a bad part of me. And if there's a bad part of me, then that means I'm bad, right? Which I know now isn't true. Like we're good and bad, right? We're right and wrong. We're both of those things. Um, but shame, right? Like that fear that like, I would, I would actually say like dread of, of not being connected, right? That dread of disconnection was so powerful for me that I, I manipulated people and I lied and I did all these things and I was really shameful that I did those things. So, um, so that's what shame is. <laughs> so some other things to point out about shame are it's universal and we all have it. We all have shame at some point in our lives. Um, and nobody wants to talk about it. Do you want to talk about it? I know I don't want to talk about it, but I, I, need to talk about it. Um, and the less we talk about it, the more you have it, which is so interesting to me, right? Um, a few things to point out about shame is shame loves secrecy. It loves silence. It loves being in the dark because that's where it gets to grow and to um, really, it, as Brene Brown puts it, um, metastasize, 
right? It gets to metastasize within us. And eventually we're just this big like shame, shame cloud. So it loves secrecy. And something else that I've noticed, um, I am, am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So I'm a Christian. Um, and something that I've noticed, uh, for a really long time, I felt like Satan or the adversary uses fear to keep us stuck. But it's not fear. His tool is shame, right? If you really think about it, the things that he promotes, pornography, drugs, alcohol, um, those kinds of things, more awful things that I don't want to talk about right now, right? All of those have a, have a, it's not a sense of secrecy, but all of those have, for lack of a better term, um, the common thread in all of those is you do it in secret, right? How many people who are addicted to porn talk about it? How many people who overeat talk about it? How many people who overdrink, over whatever, right? You fill in the blank, actually talk about it. And there's such shame, especially like I'm going to talk about overeating because that's what I'm familiar with, right? Like every time I walk into the pantry to get a handful of chocolate, I know I shouldn't have. There's immediately like a, a feeling of shame and I grab more because I don't want to feel shame, right? Like, and it becomes this like crazy cycle uh, where we're just spending in this shame cycle. So um, this is why we're talking about this <laughs> because the people I work with, the things I'm healing from, we're overcoming shame and that shame can cause a lot of trauma. Uh, and, and connection is how we solve that, which is beautiful. Um, okay. So shame loves secrecy, right? Brene Brown says when we bury our story, the shame mess, me <laughs> metastasizes. That's a hard word for me. Okay. So it grows, right? So Brene Brown also refers to shame as the swampland of the soul, <laughs> which to me is like, Anytime I think of that, I think of that show, The NeverEnding Story, where he's on, where Atreus, you know, in the swamps of sadness and um, Art Tax dies, and it's just this horrible, you know, like this awful scene. But that's what I think of. It's like we're being trapped in the swamps of sadness, and like the shame, like pulls us down. That's what I think of. So, um, so that's shame is referred to as the swampland of the soul, right? And another important point is the hustle for worthiness. This is again from Brene Brown. Um, it has its own soundtrack, right? And this is just painted so well. It's the cacophony of shame tapes and gremlins, those messages that fuel um, never good enough, right? Never blank enough. And to me, that just paints not a beautiful picture, but it paints a very clear picture of how... We get stuck in shame tapes, right? Shame cycles, uh, as well as shame gremlins, right? Like for me, like not, I, I don't want to make shame out to be a bad thing because it's not right. Like shame is something that allows us to connect with other people when we're willing to talk about it. Right. It, it allows us to be vulnerable and things like that. Like shame is not a bad thing. It's a feeling 
which feelings are vibrations in our bodies, and those vibrations cannot hurt us. They will never hurt us. We think they do. Our brain tells us they do, but they don't. They can't. Um, and just that idea of like the hustle for worthiness, right? Like because shame is the fear of disconnection, we're so scared of not being connected, not being a part of the tribe that we're willing to do whatever it takes, right? We're willing to hustle to do whatever it takes to be a part of the tribe. And again, like I said earlier, most of the time that's at the detriment of ourselves. So, um, I said this before, but we're all afraid to talk about shame. Um, and the less we talk about shame, the more control it has over our lives. Okay. So, um, one more thing on shame. And then I want to show you guys a model on this. Um, and I'll explain what a model is. And I apologize. It's probably backwards because I don't know how to mirror my camera on my phone. So I apologize, but here's something else to think about. The one thing that keeps us out of connection is the fear that we are not worthy of love and connection. Okay. So I want to show you how this works. So this is a model that I use with my clients all the time. If we're, if we're going to learn how to manage our mind, we need to understand what our thoughts are. And that's what this model does. This was created by Brooke Castillo. I'm a certified, um, who created the life coach school. I'm a certified life and weight loss coach with the life coach school. This is just, it's magic. So the C in here stands for circumstances. Circumstances are situations in our lives. They're the facts of our lives. Okay. So for this, the fact is I've said it out loud that I want connection with myself and others. Okay. So this in and of itself has no meaning. It doesn't mean anything until I attach a meaning to it with my thought, right? And the thought for this is I'm not worthy, right, of love and connection, okay? So this is the thought. When I say this out loud, I want connection with myself and others. I make this mean that I'm not worthy for love and connection. And our thoughts create our feelings. So the feeling that is created is shame. Okay? And our feelings drive all of our actions. Our feelings are the reason we do or don't do anything in our lives. So oftentimes what happens when I feel shame um, and some of the things my students mentioned, right? We hide, right? We bury ourselves, sometimes literally, right? Underneath the blanket, block ourselves in our bedrooms, um, run and hide. Like I know as little kids, right? I, one of my students mentioned this. Um, they mentioned that when they were a little kid, they would literally run and hide because they didn't want to, right? Because of that shame of something that they did. Um, a lot of us, right, like I eat, um, I eat, I should say more than I want to, I eat more, um, other things, right, so we're buffering, we're numbing, I should say, I'm going to say that, we're doing a little, sorry, guys. we're numbing, okay, we numb with food, 
with Netflix, right? I don't know, with sex, with porn, uh, work, anything, any over blanking. You can put that in there. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think what are some other things. Um, really, I just eat and Netflix. Oh, I, we, we push people away, right? And ultimately what we're creating is no connection, right? No connection with others because of all of the actions that we're doing, right? We're hiding, we're burying ourselves, we're eating more, right? We're trying to numb, um, which I'll talk about that in a minute, right? We, we overwatch Netflix, we push people away, we ignore right? We check out. We blame, right? So we do all of these things. And because of that, we create no connection. Okay. You following me here? So, and what happens? This is the result that we have in our lives, right? Because of this thought. So many people think it's because I want connection with myself, right? Because so many people believe it's because of the circumstances in our lives. But that's not true. It's because of this thought. Because this circumstance triggers this thought, which creates this feeling, which drives us to do all of these things, which creates this result. And what happens is our, when we create this result, our brain says, see, Gretchen, oh, see, here's our evidence as to why we're not worthy of love and connection. Right, and then because we're re because this result is reinforcing this thought, we go through the same cycle, right? And it just continues and continues and continues, unless we figure out a way to interrupt this cycle. And that's what I'm going to talk about right now. Okay, so how do we interrupt that cycle? I talked a lot about how shame loves secrecy, right? We have to talk about it. We have to talk about our shame. Nobody wants to talk about it, but that's the way that it grows. So in order to, to shrink it, we have to talk about it. And in order to talk about it, Brene Brown has found, and I have found, the way to shrink shame is to be vulnerable and be willing to be vulnerable, right? Be willing be willing to be vulnerable, be willing to talk about it, be willing to be open. And I know that that is a scary place. Um, and Brene talks about this all the time. She says, you know, lean into that discomfort. She's a social worker and that's what they say, right? Lean into the discomfort of the work. If you want to change, if you want to grow, being vulnerable is the key. Um, and I know it's scary, but remember being vulnerable, feeling vulnerable is just a feeling again, right? Just like shame. It's just a feeling. And the more we do it, the easier it becomes. Um, so, okay, let's talk about what vulnerability is. Um, I know that can be a big, like I said, I know it can be a big scary word. Excuse me. For a lot of you, and that's totally okay. Um, 
But this is how she defines it. It is the uncertainty, risk, um, and emotional exposure, right? It's that unstable feeling we get when we step out of our comfort zone, comfort zone to do something that forces us to lose control. I'm just going to pause for just a second. I'm really interested to know what you what your thoughts are, okay? It's that unstable feeling we get when we step out of our comfort zone or do something that forces us to lose control. So many of you, me as included in that, have this desperate need to always be in control. Because if I can be in control, then that means I can control the way people see me. I can control how they feel about me. Um, and if I can do that, right, if, if I can control them and they respond well, then that means I can be a part of the tribe, right? That means I can be loved and have connection, which is, it's very backwards thinking. So, and but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay because your brain is telling, again, your brain is telling you that because it wants you to survive. And that's how you've been surviving for the last however many years, right? For me, it's probably been, I'll be 40 on Thursday. Ah, in two days. <laughs> so the last, pretty much like I would say, 37 years of my life. That's how it's been um, since my dad passed away. So, but let's move on. Okay. So this is what usually happens. And I talked about this stuff in the action line. Usually happens when we feel vulnerable, right? We numb, right? Um, Brene Brown has found, well, she says that we are the most obese Medicated, addicted, and in-debt American adult cohort ever. Why? Because we don't want to feel the things we're feeling. And so we turn to outside sources thinking that that's going to be the answer. But it's not. Because as we saw, just creates more shame, which causes us to do, which causes us to numb more, which creates less connection. And, right? There's that cycle again. Okay? Um... We make the uncertain certain. So some examples of this are religion, right? I'm right, you're wrong. Same with politics. I'm right, you're wrong. There's no discussion anymore. It's no, you're wrong, I'm right. Right? Um, raising kids. Um, the reason I said this is because I feel like so many people believe that there's a certain way to raise kids, but there's not. There's a certain way that your kid needs to be raised, and you get to figure that out. <laughs> um, right? So some other things, like how to be an adult. Like there's some, I, I don't know why, but a lot of us believe that there's some like invisible notebook out there that has all of the rules. Like oh, what is that from How I Met Your Mother, the, the book that... Um, Barney has <laughs> of like um, bromance. I don't know. If somebody knows what that is. Put it in the put it in the comments because I can't think of it. Right, but some for some reason we believe that there are rules on how to be an adult. Right, how to build a business, how to be, even be a college student, how to love. Right, all of those things are uncertain, and all of those things. <laughs> All of those things are what bring about vulnerability. And, and because it's it's uncertain and we don't like feeling that, 
because it forces us to lose control, we continue to swim in our shame, right? Um, okay, so we blame. Uh, and this Brene Brown defines blame as simply dis the discharging of discomfort and pain, which is absolutely true. <laughs> I don't want to feel like this. I'm going to blame you, right? Um, my kids do this all the time. Mom, I don't want to, I'm upset because you did this. I'm going to blame you. It's your fault. <laughs> okay. Um, something else that happens when we feel vulnerable, we perfect. Who's, who's a perfectionist here? For sure me, because I like to be in control. Um, something she talks about in this talk is kids. We do this to our kids a lot. Um, our kids come to us and they're hardwired. They're wired for struggle. We're all wired for struggle. Um, but we come to this earth as these perfect little chubby human beings. Um, and our parents get it in their brain like, I have to keep you perfect. I, You know, you have to be perfect. You have, she says, you know, you have to be on the varsity tennis team by fifth grade and accepted to Yale by seventh, right? And so um, she goes on to say like, that's not the way to do it, right? What if we can train, um, what if we kept the idea in our head that our kids are imperfect and hardwired for struggle, but um, that they are worthy of love and belonging always? And that's the same for us too, right? Like we are imperfect and wired for struggle, but we are always, always uh, worthy of love and belonging, always. Um, and then the last thing that we do, I'm sure there's more, but the last thing we do is we pretend, right? We pretend that our act, and this is what I did. Um, I talked about it earlier in the video. Um, I pretended that my actions had no effect on other people. Um, I just went about it being selfish, making choices because that's what I knew how to do. I don't want to like discredit that, that version of me that was keeping me alive. That's all I knew how to do. Um, and I love that part of me. Um, but I also pretended for a long time that I wasn't capable of those things. And what that caused was more pain and more suffering um, for myself, for my family, for my husband, um, lots of different things. So that's what we do when we feel vulnerable, right? Most often times we numb, we make, the, make the uncertain certain. We blame, we perfect, and we pretend, okay? So, I'm sure you're all wondering, and we're coming to the, the end of my time. So, um, how do we overcome this? How do we cultivate connection, as Brene Brown says, right? Because again, we're wired, hardwired for connection. So how do we cultivate it? How do we overcome shame? How do we allow shame? How do we invite shame in? Uh, so that we can get to know it and allow it to process through us so that we can let it go and move on with our lives, right? How do we allow ourselves to be vulnerable? And this is what she says, okay? So she says, the first thing is to let ourselves be seen. This is what she's found through her research, right? Deeply seen and vulnerably seen. And I know that's going to make you vulnerable, but I guarantee it, that's the way to do it, okay? You want connection, Especially if you want connection with yourself, you have to allow yourself to see all parts. Um, 
Alanis Morissette talks a lot about, and she's my favorite, so she talks a lot about all parts, right? We have to be willing to accept and and see um, all parts of us um, and be deeply seen, right? Vulnerably seen. And sometimes that's the scariest. That, that's been the scariest for me. The second thing is to love with our whole heart, even if there's no guarantee, right? Like with our kids, we've got to love them with our whole heart right? Love our spouses, um, love our ex-spouses, love people, even though there's no guarantee, right? We're out of control (laughs) in that. Um, To practice gratitude and joy. And I saw um, on a a billboard, I guess, because I can't, a sign, an electronic sign, it said that um, there were two things that Practicing gratitude is the foundation of abundance. And then that gratitude isn't the like top virtue. It's the parent of all virtues. And I just loved that so much because it's so true. When we're in a place where we can be grateful for what we have, for what we look like right now, for the food we do or don't have, for the jobs we do or don't have, for the kids we do or don't have, um, right, the spouses, we do or don't have um, in the sense of they don't act the way we want them to, right? Um, To practice gratitude and joy for all of that because that's what this experience is about. That's what being human is about. Life is 50-50. It's about experiencing all of it, all of the shame, right? All of the vulnerability, all of it. Um, but, and when we don't experience those things, when we numb and we push away and we avoid and resist, all we're doing is creating more suffering and we end up miserable and we end up back in this cycle of eating all the things and we wonder why we're overweight and we can't lose weight. Um, okay. The fourth thing is again, to lean into that discomfort, just lean into it. Even if it's just like a little bit, give yourself a second to feel vulnerable. And then build on that two seconds, three seconds, four seconds. Stay at five seconds until you feel really comfortable with that. Move on to six, seven, eight, right? A minute, two minutes, three minutes, an hour, right? Just give yourself permission to feel a little bit. And this last one, I really want to write this on me because that's what it shows. But I don't know if I could. Anyways, um, in the video. But it's just believe that we're enough. Um, Brene Brown's research is a lot about wholehearted people and the difference between people who live with their whole hearts and those that don't is the belief that they are enough. That's it. And beliefs are our thoughts and all of our thoughts are optional and we get to choose what thoughts we want to believe. So, um, this is another quote from her and then I'm going to do a model and then we're going to wrap up. So, When we work from a place where we know we are enough, we stop screaming and start listening, right? We are kinder and gentler to others and to ourselves. I just love that so much. We stop screaming and start listening. listening. How many of you feel like you're screaming at yourself all day, every day? I know I did. I still do, right? But when we believe we are enough, when we know, when we believe that it's possible we could we could one day down the road be enough 
We start, we stop screaming and we start listening and we start listening to us. Um, because we know ourselves best. We are divine beings. And those of you that I'm talking to, you guys are, are divinely inherent. Like, you know, yourself and your, your being, your soul is screaming at you to get out. And when you can believe that you're enough, you're actually going to start scre stop screaming and start listening to yourself. It's beautiful. So I'm going to show you how this works. Um, and then we're going to be done. Okay. And yes, I'm using my son's pants. <laughs> okay. So here we go. So the thought is, right, the belief, I am enough. Because of course you are, right? It could be, um, I, am I am worthy of love, right? And connection, okay? Right? What feeling does that create for you? I know right now it probably create some discomfort. What feeling do you want it to create? Right? Love. Acceptance, right? Comfort. Confident. Right? All these things. And when you're feeling these things, what do you end up doing? Right? You don't do any of those things that you were doing, right? So you don't hide. Right? You allow yourself to be what? Seen. Heard. And, oh, and valued. And because of that, what result are you going to create? Connection. Right? The self. And others. Which again, reinforces this thought of I am enough and I am worthy of love and belonging. Okay? If you guys have any thoughts on this, please let me know. So, just to wrap up, let's sum up. <laughs> okay? So, connection, it's the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, valued, and heard. Okay? Um, that's what connection is. And what gets in the way of connection? Shame. And how can we beat shame? Being vulnerable. Being willing to be seen heard and valued. Okay. Um, yeah. And ultimately we can have connection with ourselves and others when we believe that we're enough. That's it. And if you have questions about how do we do that, <laughs> these models, 
that's how you do it. <laughs> um, so you hire me as a coach and we'll figure it out together. That's how you do it. So um, thank you so much for sticking with me. Um, you guys are wonderful and I hope this was valuable to you. Uh, I definitely know it was valuable to me. This is the stuff that I get so passionate about. Um, and if you have any questions, anything like that, um, I can send you, if you want like to learn more about this model, I can send you some, some things. Maybe I'll put them in the comments. Um, there's a really good podcast where you can learn about the model. I'll drop that in the comments. I'll drop Brene Brown's, um, Ted talk in the comments and then, uh, you guys can begin your healing journey. So, um, I'll talk to you guys later and stick around. So Friday, we're getting back to dance party Fridays. So, uh, I'll see you guys on Friday. Talk to you then. Bye. I don't know how to end this. <laughs> Do I just hit X? <laughs> yep. <laughs>